0: Okay, so turn to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to start reading in verse 7. And then we'll close. Uh, There's a whole lot we could say about this. We'll probably maybe pick it up next week. Because um, this is such a crucial section of Scriptures. And um, it tells us that each one of us has been given... Special gift. I don't know what your translation says, but there's many different uh, expressions of what this grace looks like. But I love the one that says, to each of us have been given a special gift. Everybody say special gift. <laughs> Uniquely designed for us. And it was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Jesus, when he therefore it says in verse 8, when He ascended on high, He led captivity captive. All the Old Testament saints got out of what was called paradise, taken to heaven with Jesus in his ascension. Also in that captivity was all uh, Satan and all the fallen principalities and powers that were defeated, and they were led in very. Uh, they were led down the streets of heaven before the very throne of God, captive, and it's called a triumph, a Roman triumph, is what Paul's describing there, and he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men. And that is those gifts are what we got in verse 7. Look at verse 7 and and look at it. It says, each one of us received a special gift. Each one of us, grace was given. Okay? A blessing was given to us. Every one of us, we have a blessing that has been given to us. So just for a moment, do you believe that you've been given a uniqueness? Let me, let me see your hand. If you really believe... That, there, that you have a, how many of you know you got a unique fin, fingerprint? Okay, a unique fingerprint. There's nobody else like you. You have been given by Christ a gift mix. You've been given a special blessing. You've been given something that is so beautiful, so wonderful. You know there's no one left out of, of the blessing. You know, we are the, you know, my family, we had eight kids. And uh, at Christmas, you know, we, we, ha- we you know, you could walk around from the kitchen, the family room, the living room, a circle. And then off to the right, I mean, off to the side was this one den, which was where we put the Christmas tree. and And so with eight kids and mom and dad and a grandmother that all lived there, uh, there were basically eleven of us, and that's a lot of Christmas gifts, you know, under a single Christmas tree, and so the gifts were piled up, man. I mean, they were just stacked up. And my dad and you know, I'm, you know, six years old, five years old, and he would make at, at a while at, at a time, you know, Mike, Pete, Mark, and Matt. We would before we could go into that area, we would have to walk around the house, and we would get a glimpse of what was under the tree, but we had to keep walking. So you're walking and, and you, you're trying to check out what's under that tree as a five or six year old. The excitement, my heart was beating out of my chest. You know, I'd get a glimpse of a helmet. I'll never forget. I saw a helmet, uh, the Indianapolis or the Baltimore Colts helmet back in the early 60s. And and, and I just saw these different gifts. I saw. I remember the BB gun day, I, the Christmas I got the BB gun, and, you know, the excitement. But you know what? Everybody had gifts under that tree, not just the twins, the littlest ones in the family, but the oldest ones. Everybody, all eight kids, mom and dad and grandma, each got a unique gift. And the joy as we were opening those gifts and sharing those gifts, you guys do the same thing in your families. And this is the family of God that God's not going to give. <clears throat> and how weird it would be if some people in the family got all the good gifts, and the others, you know, I'll never forget the Christmas I got Mark a red, uh, tremendously big red fire truck, and what Mark got me was one of those, you know, hats. You just uh, stocking hat. How t- disappointed I was to get a stocking hat. I actually confronted him. Like at seven years old, I said, "What? What's the deal, man? We're twins. How in the world could you give me a stocking hat? Look what I gave you, Mark." I said, "You're not getting this gift. I'm taking it back. You're gonna have your hat. I'm gonna keep the, the red fire truck." But think how weird that is. If if there were certain people that, that got the good gifts, and others in the family got the joke gifts. You know, the you know what do they call that at Christmas? Sometimes this. What's that called? The white elephant gift. How many of you got some? You're waiting right now. You got some gifts they are going to go into that. You know you got them. But man, I mean, just Jesus has given all this unique, beautiful a gift mix. It's, it's so wonderful how He's made you to be able to do something with those gifts. You have to. The king gave it to you as a gift. And he wants those giftings to be blessing the earth and blessing his body. And so it says, now this, when he ascended on high, verse 9, now this, he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens. So that's a parenthesis. We won't get into that teaching. But look at verse 11. "And And he himself... Jesus Himself, look at your neighbor and say, "Jesus Himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers." Okay, that's called the fivefold ministry, and that's called the ascension gifts, by the way. And the descension gifts are the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, and then the motive gifts are in Revelation or Romans twelve. The seven motive gifts are found there, but this is the ascension gifts that when Jesus ascended, He gave gifts: apostles, prophets, evangelists, and sub pastors and teachers. But He gave more than just this fivefold ministry gifting. He gave everybody gifts and the bounty of Christ's grace. All of us got these gifts, and then He He gave certain giftings for people to be called into what's called the fivefold ministry, and for the purpose of look look at the purpose of the fivefold ministry verse 12 for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry for the equipping and the perfecting and the building up of the saints so as a pastor teacher and part of this fivefold ministry my job is more than to preach messages that will inspire you and encourage you yes i want to do that but my job is to equip you the fivefold ministry's job is to help train you and equip you and and to help you figure out what your gift mix is and to help you learn how to use it. I mean, I remember when I got I bought John our son his first baseball glove. I grew up playing baseball, you know, a family of athletes and and so I remember when I got his first glove and got him signed up in T-ball. You guys mom and dads, you know, you remember those days and you know, you're, you're you know John's a little tight, and he's dragging his bat behind him, and you know, uh, kind of interested, kind of not. But you know, I remember as he began, I began to work with him and told him how you know to position his hand in the glove and how to catch a ball and how to hold a bat, and 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 you know, certainly I wasn't the greatest teacher, but I did have some you know, knowledge of the game, I was able to communicate and to see what John, you know, as he began to develop that gift and the joy that I got because I, I could barely hit the fence in my whole, I played baseball till I was 22 years old. I, I think I hit two home runs in my whole career and I could never hit the baseball. You know, my twin brother was tremendous at hitting a ball, but I just never figured it out that great, but the joy that I had when I would see John crush that ball, and 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 just, and the joy that he got, the joy that John got from being able to do something, you know, that I would tell him, son, this is so, good. you know, some of you that have played baseball and softball, you know, Dwayne, you you've had the joy of hitting a ball seven thousand feet, you know. Um, it's it 's a special feeling that when you can do something well and God wants us to feel good about our Christian walk he doesn 't want our Christian walk simply to be going to heaven. I punched my ticket i 'm safe i 'm going to heaven one day. No, he wants the expression of Christ himself to come through you i got to hurry because i 'm out of time, but it's it 's for you today. I am My assignment as your pastor is to feed you and to teach you, but to train you also for the work of the ministry. Everybody say the work of the ministry. Every one of us in this room should be doing the work of the ministry. Every last one of us should be doing something, and I just don't mean ushers and greeters, but we definitely need ushers and greeters. We need children workers. I mean, you know, the, the typical thing that churches need, we need. But there is a uniqueness to you. It's not just in those arenas. Some of you have a gift of, of writing. Write. We need to help you. You know, we need to train you also in sharing your testimony. We've got a guy probably coming in next spring. It's called the One Minute Testimony. He's going to train you how in one minute you'll be able to share your testimony and it will open up the door for you to witness. And this guy, is incre- it's all positive, encouraging, and every single one of us in this room can be trained in one service, to be able to do this. It's exciting to be able to be, talk to people about your faith. You know, and, and so, if everybody say work of ministry. For the edifying, when you do the work of ministry, the body gets built up. And I'm going to stop there because we are way out of time. But I just want to kind of summarize. The, the grace of God has come to us. And it, the grace of God has come fresh to Amy and I in 30 years of pastoring. Uh, we believe that God saved the best wine for last. We believe that we're going to be part of the greatest move of God that's ever been. We don't believe that, um, even though it's been very frustrating at times over the last few years pastoring, we believe that, that where we are today as a, as a church Is that we're on the cusp of something so wonderful and so great? We're excited. We want to bless the body of Christ. We're so excited about sharing with the body of Christ. We are not. We we are wanting the glory of God for our church, not the river only, but for the body of Christ in North County, to to see that pastors. By the way, you know, not there isn't one. There's only a couple pastors. That probably we would after all these years, it does happen from time to time. Uh, difficult relationships happen, and sometimes they're not solved easily. So we, in, in thirty years, Amy and I have one relationship that we can't walk with. Okay, and you, if you knew, you'd be happy that we're not walking with them. But outside of that, I'm not bragging. I'm telling you the honest facts that Amy and I have a relationship in North County where we're trusted pastors. Trust us and they love us and they will support the, the, the gardens. It's not going to be a river thing. It's going to be an ecumenical body of Christ. And you're going to have the joy of seeing, I believe, many churches using that venue and coming out and doing things together and fellowshipping together and breaking down the walls and no proselyting. We're not going to be concerned about people, you know, we we're not concerned about people coming in and joining the river because they're fellowshipping at the gardens. Now, there will be those that will. God's bringing champions to our ministry right now to help us do this. You guys are champions, and we need a few more. And those are coming. You know, Pete and Shelley Taylor used to run with us many years ago. And they, after 12 years, I think, God called them back at this time. And so that is exciting that God is raising. Can, can we stand on our feet? So is there any... It was. Um, Let me just see a couple more of the slides as we close. Well, we might have closed that down. Okay, that's all right. We don't have to do that. So, this morning, I want you to leave with these points. Number one, you have received a special gift. Every one of you. You are unique and you have uniquely received a gift. And Jesus is counting on you to manifest your gift, to use your gift. If we could join hands. As you join hands, you're holding the hand of somebody you need. And that person you're holding the hand with needs you. And they need not just a hug from you. They need your uniqueness. They need your gifting that Jesus gave you. When you use your gift, nothing. I'm not talking about indiscriminately something vague, but very specific gifting that Jesus Himself gave you, the body is going to grow. And so we need each other. We all belong to each other and we need each other. And so please use your gift. You're going to be so glad that you were a Christian that used your giftings. You're going to change your world, your champions, your DNA is special. And when that DNA gets stretched out of you, it starts manifesting. Some of you are you're going to kill it with worship, you're going to kill it with songs. You're going to come up unique gifting. How many of you saw America's Got Talent 2017? Did you see the winner? She's 12 years old, been She's changing the world. She won a million dollars. The first thing she's doing with that, she said, I'm giving money to my church because my church does missions and I want to make sure to, to jump in on that. That little girl, I have watched her performances now. I bet you seven, eight times. And I cry. I cry every time. I sit there. No one's in the room. And I'm doing this. I'm applauding her. I one time stood up. Tears my, And I'm applauding Darcy Lynn, a little 12-year-old that just two years ago, she was so shy, she couldn't talk to anybody. And her parents got her a puppet to help her with her shyness. And she would get in front of the bathroom mirror and practice. One day she walked out able to sing with her mouth shut better than most people can sing. And and she said with her mouth shut, Mom, look what I can do. And she belted out this song. Less than two years. And all those people, the dear girl that... Survived the crash in Nigeria. 107 out of 109 died. And she survived one of two, but burnt head to toe. Horribly scarred. All over her body. Mang- I mean, just grotesquely so. But when she stood up in front of 16 million people and opened her mouth to sing, you fell in love with that girl. You, her grotesqueness disappeared. And her gift made her beautiful. And her willingness to be vulnerable and to, to step out And not have an excuse that I'm burned horribly. Who's going to receive my gift? And then the one that made me cry again. Mandy Harvey. The 29 year old deaf girl that takes off her shoes and sings so beautifully. Because she can feel the vibration from the floor going into her feet. And she can recognize the notes by how they sound, in her, how they feel in her throat. And she feels the music and she plays incredibly. Oh, by the way, she works 40 to 70 hours a week to be able to do that on music. You all, I've been given a gift. And my gift is preaching. And I'm a know-it-all too. I got that gift. And I work on that know-it-all gift. I use that know-it-all gift. Rick and I have it in the church, so you guys just know that now. But no, you 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 know, I can't tell you how many times I've been able to use my gift to encourage somebody. Isaiah fifty verse four: Oh that God would give you the tongue of the learned, that you could speak words of encouragement to the weary. You know how many times I've spoken that word to God, give me that tongue. I want that tongue because I know that's my gift, and the Holy Ghost works with me, and together God and man together can give something that will change this world. The gardens at the river is a completely unique river thing. The revelation of God was poured out on us. We have jealous people all over North County. You know why? Because they said that to me. Dozens have said, "Man, I'm jealous." I'm so glad God gave us an idea that's never been before. And that we get to build it and use it to bless the total body of Christ. So this morning as we leave, what? Amy says we're still holding hands. Well, they look like they're loving it. Okay, you can let go of your hands. Okay, back up. You got to hold hands again. We got to pray. It doesn't count. Prayer doesn't count unless you're holding hands. I'm sorry. We're a hand holding church. So, Father, this morning, as we have just kind of been everywhere with with sharing this the vision of the venue of the gardens at the river, but Lord, the real vision is what each one of us can become by Your grace. You've gifted us, You've graced us, You've, you, you've you, you put treasure inside us. Lord, I thank You for the, the blossoming, the budding of this garden. The gardens will blossom, the gardens will bud with giftings that will bless the world. And bless this city and this county. And Lord, that those of us here at the river will be faithful to discover and to use diligently and faithfully the giftings that You have given us. Thank You for the beautiful body of Christ. Amen. If you need prayer, please come forward.